Hi, it's us again. And Hi, this we're week, back. We're back. And this week we're going to talk about love. Exactly. We're going to we're going to talk about like obviously it's a huge topic, so we subdivided it into different things. But first, we wanted to start by talking about our love languages. I read it the quiz because I think that my like previous responses are inaccurate um, now. And Adley did the quiz. So what's your number one? So yeah, I did do the quiz mm, probably a year ago. So that is a warning, but I think it's still accurate. But my number one by a lot is quality time. What about you, D? What's your percentage? So mine's numbers. Oh, yours is numbers. Okay. Is it out of a certain amount of numbers? I think it's probably like how many questions you answered with that one is the numbers. But maybe since I did it today, I have percentages. Okay. So you go first and I'll calculate. Oh, wow. Look at you. So my number one, 30% is acts of service, which I expected and I, one thing I'm confused about is if it's like give and receive love in this way, or if it's like a separate test for that. But some people say it's for both. My number two is physical touch, 27%. Then quality time, 20%. Words of affirmation, 17%. And gifts is 7% for me. Okay. Um, for me, mine... I'm trying to calculate, but I don't know if I can. It's out of 30. Yeah, it's out of 30. So I'll just say the numbers. So I'm 11 quality time, eight acts of service, six words of affirmation, five physical touch, and zero receiving gifts. Yeah. You know what? I can't believe you have zero. Like there wasn't even one where you're like, oh, I like a gift. Well, this is the actually super funny. This is a funny anecdote. So last week we're talking about, what do we call him? Freddie Frederick. We're talking about Frederick. And Frederick for Valentine's Day decided, you know, I'm going to get old Adelaide a gift. And he comes strolling in with a box of Walgreens chocolates and I think something else stupid. No offense, but stupid. And I literally was like, I don't want this box of chocolates. I don't want it. This is not, I don't like gifts this is not good. And I threw it away. <laughs> Run of him? Yes. Okay, that might be a little harsh. Very, very harsh. <laughs> but I feel like part of it, which I which I do like in a gift is when it's super thoughtful. Like, I mean, gifts is my lowest, but I feel like it means a lot. If like my two or three answers where I picked gifts, I think, I don't know how much that is, if it's 7%. One of them I'm pretty sure I did was like when they're on a, when your significant other or partner is like goes on a trip without you. I think that's, I like if I get like a gift after, I think that's exciting. And also the other one was like, if it's something super thoughtful, then I like it, but I'm not just wanting like a ton of random gifts all the time. Like this is like a bigger gift for me. Right. See, that's, that's the thing for me. I would be so much more happy if someone did something so simple as wash the dishes like to me that would be awesome like if someone went on a trip I would want them to come back and be like oh I'll make you a dinner then I would cry if they had made a dinner they're like oh I ate a dinner here or I went to some foreign country maybe I'll try and cook something inspired by that like that would 
make my heart just melt. Yeah, I'm reading the description on my quiz that says, your primary love language is acts of service. Can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear is let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Find ways to serve speaks volumes for the recipients. And one of the questions too was like about, some of them are about listening, which is still part of acts of service, which I think is really valuable too. Right. And my number one, one quality time, I was thinking this, it makes a lot of sense because for me, a huge, huge pet peeve when I'm with a guy, like romantically, is if they're not paying attention to me. If they're not, you know, you don't have to like be on the ground staring at me, but if you're on your phone and we're having a conversation or if you're just not present, that to me is just the worst thing someone could possibly do. Do you think that, do you think that, that your love language answers also equal the same that like ways that you show love or do you feel like that's not true? Cause I, I, I'm just confused if that, I think people say different things. If it's the way you show and receive love or if it's just how you, how you want to receive love. I think quality time. I think you definitely show love through acts of service because I I can think, I think I give acts of service the most of my giving. Yeah. Cause I can think of multiple things that you've done for me. I remember you got me a sandwich at Swan Private Cafe. That's a gift though. But I think it's kind of act of service. I think that's an act of service, you know, cause you know, I'm actually, you guys don't know this. I'm awful at cooking and I really don't necessarily enjoy it. So Davis, she knows that and she'll go out of her way to help someone like that. And I, you're definitely acts of service, but for me, I do think that quality time is the thing for me. Like when I'm with someone that I love to show them that I love them, I won't go on my phone. I'll pay attention to them. I want to do something. Next time you're on your phone around me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And be like, you don't love me anymore. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, but that makes sense. I feel like you're good about that. And that like, I'm just trying to think of like during COVID when you would, spend time with your friends outside well we're still in COVID but like when we were both home and stuff like you would spend time with your friends outside and you're very present and stuff which is good right and I like to just do if it's someone that I love or like a lot I like to do those things that are exciting things with our time I'd rather not sit and watch Netflix if we can have a quality time going to the beach or going on a walk or just something really simple that's not watching Netflix I think that's part of quality time too yeah did this happen to you during the quiz I was like oh my god I think if I retake this I feel like my answers wouldn't be completely different but I don't think they would be the same every time I agree really hard to decide between or it's like well it kind of depends the scenario like am I in a good mood am I in the middle of doing work like what's the context here I also think a lot of it depends on what if you're in a relationship at that time at least for me if you're in a relationship what you're what you may be missing or expecting in that that you're noticing more or what you may be also getting from that that you're noticing more I think a lot of it also depends of where you're at or if you're you're in a long-term relationship like what part or stage you are in that relationship yeah no I think that's interesting too because they have a singles 
a singles quiz, which I haven't taken, but. I think I took the singles quiz. Oh, well, there's a different one for if you're in a relationship. It'd be interesting to see if it's, if it, how it changes. I don't know if the singles one maybe is more how you approach your friendships, but I feel like it would translate and maybe it just said that people don't feel left out. Um, right. I also think, the single, like, oh, I, I think it just says not, it just doesn't ask questions about your partner. I think it says, I don't remember exactly. I think it just says, oh, if you had a future partner. Yeah, that makes sense. And the other thing is like, this is just created by some random dude. So it's probably, I think it's like Myers-Briggs type thing. It doesn't really mean that much, but it's fun. Yeah. So now we'll transition, unless you have anything else to say about the love languages. No, it's just fun and exciting and you can learn things about yourself, but yeah, I wouldn't take it so seriously. I thought your, I thought your physical touch was going to be last. Oh yes. I forgot about that. I am super weird about touch. And when people touch me, sometimes I flinch and I definitely don't really touch people that much. It's not a way that I show love and it's nothing, nothing bad. It's just touch is not something that I associate with showing love or associate with good. So yeah, I'm not a toucher. So, but my physical touch was still five because I think when I'm comfortable with someone and I really, really like someone, I'm okay if they touch me. I just don't like to do it that often. I'm just not yeah, touchy. Not like PDA at all. No, not at all. And I definitely also like, I- I'm just not one of those people that's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much love for you. Let's hug. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much love for you. Let's go on a hike or go on a run or do something. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so like, that's, I guess the quiz is accurate in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, I still will touch. It's just in private and very, 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 like when I'm very, very comfortable. That makes sense. So then the next things we were just thinking about was like relationships in general as kind of a subtopic of love. Like pretty much we just wanted to discuss what are, what kind of things do we think are good goals for relationships or good dynamics for a relationship? I mean, this could be its whole whole own podcast, but we could just have like a summary because I think also I'm in a long distance relationship of someone I've been dating for five years and Adelaide has dated, like had a different dating history than me. Mm -hmm. She's had some like horrible boyfriends. So I (laughs) have really different experiences with relationship dynamics in particular. Right. Yeah. I think we both have very different, very, very, very opposite dating histories. I'm kind of always on a wave of in and out of relationships. And I've definitely met and been with a lot, a lot of different people. And oh my God, you say that so oh, I don't mean to say a lot. a lot of people. No, okay. No. <laughs> Not that way. I'm just saying like compared to one, I've been with a lot of different types of people is what I was going for. Not not bulk, but every single person I feel like that I've ever been in any sort of relationship with has been very, very different. I don't consider myself having a type. Well, I think that's kind of good. Like you don't want to restrain yourself. And I feel like it's more kind of what I think is interesting with relationship, like about what your goal is in that relationship, because maybe 
your goal is just for fun. It depends where you are at that age or where you are in your life. So I think that also like, you can't really, it's hard to have a type and also like your goals in that relationship would change. Cause like my relationship, my goals were so different before it was just fun. And then we're still together. So obviously that those goals have shifted. Yeah. So what do you think your goals are now? I think that it's like about supporting each other and growing together. Cause I, I mean, I'm really into growth, <laughs> but we've, I think that, you know, we've, we've kind of like grown up together in a way, not like from our childhood. Cause we didn't know each other when we were children, but we started dating in high school. Now I'm graduated from college and he's about to graduate from college and we're still dating. So we've just had a lot of different experiences together. So we just know each other so well that it's, we can push each other to be better and grow better. So I think like my number one goal is just to have him as a support and be supportive to him and anything we do um, and to grow together. Like we do like goals and stuff as every few months of like what we want for our relationship and our life and all sorts of things. So it's someone like a partner that I can, we can hold each other accountable and like for the long term, like really grow and watch ourselves change and be there. And of course, like love and friendship. Right. And from the outside, looking into this relationship, I, you guys have definitely changed so much since the beginning of the relationship. Not two completely different people, but definitely two people that have had, that have a totally different set of goals, totally just changed a lot. And I feel like something that's valuable that I look at in your relationship is something that I want in my relationships is you guys are so good at growing and changing and being okay with that. And I feel like a lot of times what holds back a relationship is fear of change and fear of, you know, you want to keep them exactly the way they are. And you're afraid that the love you'll lose the love if both of you change and changes you expect them to instantly conform to that way, which doesn't work. Right. And so looking from the outside, I'm like, okay, that's something that's so good that I also hopefully can have one day. That's very nice. No, I think it also for us, long distance was, has, we're still in it for a little bit longer. It's been so hard and really sad at times, but I think like by far best thing we did for our relationship so that we could grow on our own and also be sure that we're doing something that's like for individual paths. And then once we're fully together full time, then we can be like really confident in our relationship and know, like, I don't know, we feel like we're way more sure of our relationship since we had to do the test, especially in COVID, we see each other way less. Right. But I think that, yeah, it's a really good like experience because what my relationship is now is no idea what I thought relationship was like, going to be like, not, you know, you're going to change and you're going to have different interests and also just like disagreeing is normal and fun. Right. Right. For me, um, my goals relationship is a safe space in the way of obviously you feel safe with them. And also you feel safe being yourself, bringing up issues, everything, a safe space, a supportive, a supportive space. And also, like Davis said, a place where I feel like I can have my own individual goals and 
individual friends and life and be able to go back to them in a positive way. I also, a goal in a relationship is to um, have trust because that's something that's always really hard for me and I have to work on it every single day. But it's definitely a goal of like building trust with someone and having, I feel like trust and having a safe space are the two most important things for me. No, I think those are super good goals and important goals. And I think something that I like have learned being in this is like, you can always Im- improve those things or they will flex and like change. And like, even though, you know, you're X amount into the relationship, then you're not necessarily going to be like, it's not like a straight uphill. I mean, not a straight positive growth. Like you'll have ups right. and downs and you just have to evaluate like, what's happening in those gowns and then what it means about you or your relationship and things like that, because yeah, it's impossible to be on like a straight. Right. And I think this is like a good segue to start talking about disagreements in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Cause I think disagreements are super healthy and like normal. I think when I first started dating my boyfriend, um, I don't know what code name he can have. Oh, we have to think of something no, I don't fun like that. What? We have to think of something fun for him. I don't know. We could call him Simon from Bridgerton. Sure, we'll call him Simon. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first started dating, like we did not ever, ever have any disagreements. But I think also like we probably were not fully, you know, as open as we are now, or even with ourselves. I don't think like we grew into ourselves a lot in the relationship. So if I don't know you you have to disagree or else you're not like I don't know it's just not possible well you're a human being what you're a human being so you're gonna disagree exactly and you can get like other perspectives like on things we disagree about then I can get his perspective and then it informs like better informs mine or the other way around right and I also feel like disagreements to me are seen as this evil awful thing that if you have it it's over and I build them up so much and so afraid of them, so afraid to stand up for myself. And what I've realized, honestly, pretty recently is like a healthy disagreement is so good. And it's such a relief to just have a healthy disagreement. And if you're in a relationship and you should look for relationships with people that you can have where both of you can have a different opinion or something on something or both of you can disagree about something and end it with respectful communication and still respect for each other and that also knowing that it's completely okay and it's so human to disagree with people exactly and then you can achieve your goals better depending what they are but like for you if you're disagreeing the relationship then maybe if you're so scared of disagreement you're not going to be fully in a safe space because you're nervous to say something that that person might push back against or disagree with in some way so then you can't be like fully comfortable if you are nervous about disagreements and there's some disagreements which I'm which can and should be a deal breaker but it's also you know something you need to evaluate yourself and what it is and like if it's if it's flexible to change like for example for me I'm vegetarian and like I'm very passionate about it but if I were to like And I was not vegetarian when my boyfriend and I started dating. So if I were to like, be like, oh, this is so important to my values. Like for some people that might be a deal breaker, but for me, I'm like, okay, I can't like, that's something that 
is very flex. Like I wasn't a vegetarian when we started the relationship. He might not be vegetarian in like 10 years, but maybe there's like other things that are more bigger picture that we may disagree about completely or that could be a deal breaker. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking something important, but I honestly totally forget it. Um, yeah, I think disagreements are good. And I think you can't, you can't be the same person. You can't have the same ideas. And of course there's a Mac, you can't disagree on everything and you can't always be disagreeing, but exactly, you have to have things you like really strongly agree about too. Like you need to have a balance, like mainly being on the same page is right. Right. And then like also consider in disagreements, your opinion may change like the vegetarian thing that would have never been something different at the beginning, but your opinion just changes about stuff. So like so, that be a deal breaker for me, I think, because that's not really fair. Right. Right. Yeah. That's also something that like you could still have uh, the same values as someone while one person is vegetarian, one person isn't. We're acting upon that value in a different way or right. It, yeah. The goal is something environmental. They, they may express and act upon those values differently. No, I completely agree because yeah. And you have to also be your stay true to yourself too and not conform to your partner. So it would be maybe not. Yeah. Is there anything else you think is like related to what you think is like a good and healthy relationship dynamic or something that you've experienced that's totally different from my experiences that you think is valuable or may relate? Okay. I have one thing to say that I just remembered what I was about to say. A really good account that I look at account and website, Instagram account and website that I look at, because I'm also someone who in relationships freaks out. And if there's a problem, I'm like, it's over. It's over. There's one little problem. I'm done. I'm out. So something I look at is one love and I would really, really recommend it. And it's a good website and it'll tell you 10 signs of a healthy relationship and explain all the 10 signs and 10 signs of um, an unhealthy relationship. So sometimes I just check in at those lists. And I'm like, okay, we disagree, but it's fine. We're in a healthy relationship. I don't need to break up with them. You're being cuckoo. So that's helpful for me. And that's a cool, I guess. Good reference, good um, resource. Yes, it's a great resource. And hmm, <laughs> I've definitely had my fair share, I think, of disagreements with people that yeah broke a relationship but I think honestly one of the most common disagreements that I've had with people that made whatever was happening between us end was um disagreements around uh loyalty I don't want to say loyalty but it's disagreements around trust and breaking trust I feel like those are the biggest disagreements because um when I think about the past relationships that ended in a really bad way, it's they ended with a trust being broken and whether or not that, how serious that trust was is different, but you know, sometimes it's trust of, I trusted that we were on the same page and now obviously we are not like you're on Tinder talking to other girls and hooking up with other girls (laughs) and um, 
<laughs> I thought we agreed that we weren't going to do that. And so it's breaking that trust or breaking a little trust. Like I've broken people's trust on little things. I remember with um, an ex-boyfriend, you know, we both had gone off to college and we both um, broke up, but we still talked when we went to college. It was kind of a security blanket. And uh, I think I probably broke his trust a little bit by losing feelings for him and not letting him know earlier. And so it's good to acknowledge that too and like learn from that for future. Yeah. And I feel like it's always a break of trust that ends a relationship. From my past experience, that's the disagreement that ends it is when your trust has been broken so far that it's irreparable. Of course, you're going to break each other's trust because you're human beings, but there's a lot of times where that's super repairable. Yeah. And I just thought of too, I feel like the most, it's like less about the disagreement, but how you either can communicate about it or move through it. If it's something that like reflects on your relationship, like what it, you know, not like, oh, it's about this thing, but it's about like how you, the two of, not like for big agreement, not like for trust related agreements. I think that's kind of different, but if it's like on a values level, then figuring out or like small things, figuring out how, how to work through it is right. important. And it's like the reaction and the communication after. I know a lot of times when I freak out about anything, I'm very much of a pooler backer. I just ice people out in relationships friendships I've definitely probably iced Davis out (laughs) I ice people out when I'm when I don't feel comfortable I'm just like okay not gonna talk to them at all and that's never a good way to disagree with people so I've definitely learned that in relationships of like if you cut them off and you stop talking to them because you're upset at them it's over it's never gonna work out so you need to figure out a way to communicate Yeah, exactly. And I think going into that or taking that onto the next section is that I feel like Adelaide and I, even though we have probably conventional beliefs on disagreements, (laughs) boundaries and like what, I don't know, that it's important. We both have interesting views on marriage and, you know, that's kind of, that's not the end goal, but it's the end result of like the... I guess like the best relation, I just did the dick quotes, the best (laughs) relationship, you know, like the one you're most confident, excited about, whatever, however you want to describe it. But yeah, Adelaide, do you want to, I think that first Adelaide should say what she, maybe you don't even know what I'm alluding to, like the dinner thing with the marriage. Oh, I know what you're alluding to. So I, her, her, she hopes her wedding will be here. As of like, not that long ago, maybe within the past year. And the thing is, is that my opinion on it changes. But for me, my dream wedding, first off, is something that I did not plan. That's the required. Disclaimer. Also, I think that, you know, these are our opinions for ourselves. And so if you want something else than that, that's totally fine. This is just where we stand for ourselves. Right. And I am 100% sure my opinion on this will change as it does on everything. I my dream wedding would be a wedding that I don't plan at all and I would want 
okay, the opinion has the opinion on it has shifted slightly since I talked to Davis. But I would want something that I did not plan, did not stress about because a lot of it to me is I don't want me to think that getting married to someone is stressful. Like I don't want that to be a stressful experience. I understand that for sure. And I'm also not a perfectionist. I really love putting stuff in other people's hands. Like love it. Don't have to control any part of it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need to control any part of it. So I'd like it to be completely planned. And I would like there to be, this is what's new. I'd like there to be two parts. One part, I would like what I've always wanted, which is basically invite a ton of people that I'm super duper duper close with just really, really close friends and family and have an amazing meal and dinner and just a really good night. And then at the end of the night, be like, yeah, so me and Blank are married. And then we can all drink to that. And then the second part that I've added. 20 people are like 50. I mean, I would say like 25. Okay, got it, got it. And then the second part that I've added is that I think I would want some sort of like huge party with everyone but to me the emphasis isn't really on I don't have any pressure on myself to or any expectation of myself either walking down an aisle that just seems a little weird and going to it just seems a little weird if also my opinions about marriage like if who I'm with is really really strong like cares a ton then maybe I would change it but I feel like yeah, I don't know. I just can't really imagine myself walking down the aisle. I imagine a marriage and a wedding being just a huge celebration and something that's fun for everyone. And I think that walking down the aisle is super boring and lame. I totally get that. And if someone, if who I'm with at the time, that's one of their hugest ideals and values, and they care a ton, a ton, a ton about that, then of course I'll consider but for me, I prefer to do something that's like a celebration, no stress, pretty casual, but with everyone that I love there and everyone just kind of having a huge party. And then it happens to be that it's celebrating my marriage, not really about my marriage, just it happens to be that. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think I used to have the, these ideas of having some ginormous wedding, but my viewpoint has always been that I think it's a really great experience where you can have everyone that you care about most to be in one place. And like, even though it's fun, if you have a cousin or a sibling that has a, has that kind of wedding, that's like what you imagine of it. It's not your wedding. So your friends aren't there. Like it's their friends and their people. But then also I'm the same camp, but I don't want a lot of stress about it. And like, I've just started thinking more about how insanely expensive it is and ridiculous it is. But my main thing is like, I don't know. I'm very probably obsessed with like surprising people and just taking like one small thing and like fucking with it. And so my current state for what I would want my wedding to be would be kind of the feel of a wedding, not in a church, heck no, not in a church, but like just turning everything on its head. It's like, so for me, I'm like, I don't know about the dress. That would be a whole other thing. But like when the walking down the aisle, first off, that would not be just for my dad. And like, also I'm all about like evaluating what's the point. So there's no husband 
waiting for me at the aisle. If we're going to walk out, we walk out at the exact same time, opposite ends. And we would have like our parents walk us, both of us, or we'd walk like alone. And I would want it to be like conducted or whatever you call it by like someone like a, like Adelaide or like one of, like all of our siblings would be really cool or something like that. Like, I don't want any person that I'm hiring to do that. That's so not me. So it's just kind of that thing, like turn, like all sorts of weird stuff like that. And like, I don't know, the first dance stuff is also kind of uncomfortable to me. In high school, actually, fun fact, Adelaide and I were both prom queen in our senior years. And like that dance was so awkward because also it's for so that- awkward. awkward. Because we didn't pick the song. So we didn't know what that type of music was gonna be. And Adelaide, you can also say on it, but like at our school, we had swing dancing, which is, we went to, from the South, that was type of dancing. So then this, then the, um, the prom queen king song gets played. And for us, actually I'd be curious what it was for you. It was like a slow song. So we're like, is this a swing dance or are we supposed to be like wedding dancing? Like, what do we do? And we were just like, to the whole entire prom, like everybody, come on, come on. We were just yep. like waving everyone over. Adelaide, what was the song for you guys? That was us too. I'm pretty sure it was some awkward song you couldn't really swing dance to, but you couldn't slow dance to. And I remember we maybe did like five seconds of dancing and then we're like, everyone join. Yeah, same. It was like so weird. It was like supposed to be like a wedding day. It was so weird. We were doing like both and we were just laughing. We're like, what? Right. So, I mean, it's also just weird. I wouldn't, not like against my dad, but I wouldn't, I don't need to do like a first dance, like a dance with him. And it's just awkward do a dance with his mom yeah I think if I have a wedding I don't want to follow all of the traditional rules like yeah if I do end up walking down the aisle I don't I kind of agree with you Davis I don't know if I necessarily want to do maybe I'd have the husband waiting because I think it's kind of cute when they take a picture of the husband's reaction he's like oh but yeah. only for that reason but you know I think I just want to have a wedding that's fun for everybody and that's not Pre- no pressure yeah same like fun is important and I also with you I only forgot to mention the same camp I I think that having like a pre-wedding with like really small or like doing the courthouse thing with just like a really small group would be really like fun and ideal and also it's like kind of awkward if you write your own like I don't know I just want my wedding to be meaningful for me and whoever my right. is, and also like be fun and right I think social standards that exist about a wedding then like what do those mean and like how can I change them to be what I want them to mean right and like the thing about the pre-wedding thing for me is just being able to really talk about your love and then also being able to have a true and real conversation with every single person there yeah. and <laughs> at the big celebration like I would not be able to really talk to my close family and friends it's going to be the random people that you barely see they're coming up to you like oh hi so and another thing for me that I have um again this could change this has only been like a strong passion of mine for like six or seven months but I do not want an I do not want a proposal at all I want it's going to be a mutual decision that we come to together and then we can plan some sort of like proposal that's mutual like people don't understand what I'm saying but for example, we decide, you know, okay, I think we're ready to get married. Then we would plan out like a fun night that we're going to have. It's going to be a proposal night. And then we each like exchange a ring and then tell our family or whatever. 
I don't even right. know like how it would all work, but I don't want to be proposed to. I don't want one knee. I do not want any sort of surprise. I don't want any photographers doing that kind of thing. All of that makes me extremely uncomfortable and I don't like it. Like the proposal night would just be announcing to everyone that you basically just got proposed and it's like a little dinner party. No, not got proposed. We decided together. No one's, no one's decided together. Yeah. Like there's no dominant player and like, yeah, that would be it. I guess probably you might not know about this because all my friends do here, but you haven't, I haven't seen you. Well, I saw you at Christmas, but. I heard you talk about it a little at Christmas. It happened in the summer and I got like so into it. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. For me with the proposal, if someone, if someone has been with me for a while, which yeah, they, they should before they propose, I, I fully expect that we probably would have at least lived together for a year. Um, I would, they would know that I like surprises so they probably surprise, and they would also know that I don't like that I would not want some big attention thing in the middle of a restaurant that I'd rather have like like mom and dad walking on the beach or something that's more casual of course I'm always down for a romantic gesture I guess if my um future husband is listening to this yeah. I'm always down for a romantic gesture flowers are nice but I don't think I want something that's gonna cause the attention of everyone around me like you want it private that's how I wanted it private but now I'm evolved but I think the other thing is too like regardless even if especially I know for you it'd be an escape even if it's like a surprise you and your partner on I'm sure probably already on the same page that you're about ready for marriage and that you like you kind of know it would come soon anyway so like I know most times it's not about like one person being like we're getting married like yeah do you want to like it's usually already like talked about beforehand but still for me not the move I definitely think yeah I think I'll probably know and I definitely my rule for engagement is that I want to live with someone for a year um before And so once I get to the point of dating someone long enough to decide that I would want to live with them and sharing my space with someone is a big deal. So deciding that would be a big deal and then living with someone for a year happily would also be a big deal. So I think, you know, if I get to that point, I would probably be like, okay, marriage might be soon. I'm going to laugh in like six years or five years when you're like dating some guy for two months and you're already like about to get married and like everything is completely like on its head. I'd be like, I know. Watch it happen. I walk down an aisle in a white dress and the wedding is extremely fancy and formal and I get married after two weeks. We'll see what happens. But I think also like the other topics we mentioned to maybe talk about in this, we should just cut because we're going to, this is going to be way too long and boring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else like lasting thoughts, overall advice summary from our whole conversation? I guess lasting thoughts is if um, a current or future love interest is listening to this, I love romantic gestures, but I don't like uh, huge things in front of other people. Thanks. And I also like quality time. Thanks. And I also like active service. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, that was way better than what I was going to say. I was going to say something serious being like your relationship is about you and like what you and your partner want. But you know, that was way funnier and cuter. So I think we'll just end it on that and we'll talk to you guys later.